Well, hey, everybody, it's Kevin Stevenson, and you're on I Don't Care with, yeah, me, Kevin Stevenson, just like always. Uh, so uh, I've got a really interesting guest today. It's uh, it's my good friend, Hayes Waldrop. Hayes, you know, Hayes and I have a lot in common because we're kind of connectors, we're networkers, but, but Hayes figured out how to make money doing it, and I just do it because I like to talk. So uh, Hayes is the founder and president of the Institute, Institute of Healthcare Executives and Suppliers, Hayes, welcome to I Don't Care. You are too kind, and I'm excited to be here. This is fun for me, and so I appreciate you allowing me to be here today. Hey, absolutely. Well, I got to tell everybody, you know, it seems like, you know, I have a connection with everybody I talk to. And, of course, when Hayes and I first met, we started talking about, you know, he's outside of Nashville, and we know some people in common. That's no surprise. And so that was kind of fun, too. And, and and I will say, Hayes is a graduate of the real UT, the University of Tennessee, not my hated rival, the University of Texas. Preach on, baby. So, Preach on. That's right. That's right. And, and I'm going to be rooting for the good UT next fall whenever the ones down in Austin show up in the SEC. I hope you take them down every time you play them. Well, I, you know, <laughs> me too, but uh, <laughs> but we are we're excited to have them coming into the SEC and let them see what real football, real uh, real sports looks like. Okay, well, uh, now now that was kind of a backhanded uh, slap against my Baylor Bears, but you know that's okay. We'll I'll let that one slide. Uh, we we've shown them real football for a while, so uh, you know that's okay. <laughs> exactly. So, so so Hayes, you know. Tell me about IHES, how it got started, kind of a little bit about about your background, and and just you know I'm fascinated by by what this what IHES does. Well, you know it goes back. If you really want to know the the genesis of it, uh, years ago I was in orthopedic sales, and uh, then I was in some other some healthcare startups here in Nashville. You know, obviously we have a very robust healthcare you know ecosystem here. And I was involved in two IT companies that were venture-backed. And one of them, uh, we actually had some a platform. was right, right literally you know, about the dot-com boom. It was like 1999, 2000, when they were trying to help kids, uh, assess kids with ADHD and learning disabilities and those type of things. And it was a product that was built for pediatricians, uh, psychiatrists, those type of things. And I was hired to be director of sales at the time. And okay. so it went well. We were growing. We were doing our thing, and everything was great. And what we found out, though, not only did these pediatricians and you know psychiatrists love the product, but we found that schools did the exact same thing. Yeah. Uh, basically, any kid who considered at the time, they used to use the term special education, had to have all this uh, these assessments done. Well, so we got into schools. We actually had a school pay us. And we're like, wow, there might be something there. So we, uh, I found a company out of uh, Nebraska that brought superintendents of school systems together and companies hmm. who sold to school systems. And so I did it. We participated in it. And it was like this aha moment went off in my head thinking, you know what, I'm in healthcare, and I'm sitting here looking at all these, you know, really smart, smart executives on both sides, suppliers and providers. Why, why can't I do that in healthcare? So I was young. Uh, I didn't know any better. And I just said, I'm going to try it. And so my wife and I, we started 20, really about 22 years ago. And uh, didn't know many people, honestly, but I began to network out. I had, of course, some contacts and we began to grow it. And so now, 21 plus years later, 
I've got three different groups. IHS encapsulates. Is that the word? Uh, yeah, that, that sounds good. It sounds good. It's almost like a, the University of Texas guy saying that. Yeah, uh, there you go. <laughs> but uh, we've got a, a CEO group. I've got a supply chain group and also a pharmacy uh, group. Okay. And so we come together and it's a live event business and we connect providers and suppliers in this environment. That's what IHS is in a nutshell. Yeah, that's incredible. You know, I, and I was looking at your at your your hospital uh, executive members, and of course, you know, I, I know a lot of these guys, including including my boss, uh, and and he's always spoken very highly about it. So, so tell me a little bit about you know how often do, does the group get together? You know, just tell me about your events that you have. Yeah, well, your boss actually has gotten to be a good dear friend, and he's such a good executive and a good guy. Um, but our group, our CEO group, meets twice a year. We meet in March and September each and every year. And then my supply chain group meets once a year, and pharmacy meets once a year. So a total of four live event businesses a year. Okay. So, so what happens at these at these events? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, first and foremost, it's a it's a way for everybody to learn from each other. Um, mm-hmm. We, you know, I always say I want you know executives that come that that are growth, you know, have a mindset of growth, want to learn, want to give, want to want to you know, and, and just basically learn. And mm-hmm. um, so there's a at each meeting, obviously, there is some networking time built in. Obviously, we have some. A general session content with keynotes and that type of thing. But each one of those companies we talked about, they receive essentially a focus group. And so the CEOs are on one side of the table and a large manufacturer, a manufacturer, a company uh, is on the other. And so for 90 minutes, the company gets to talk about their roadmap, what they do, what, you know, where they're going. But also more importantly, they're basically empowering the executives about this is where the market's going. This is where everything is going. If y'all aren't ready, you're going to be bop, you're going to be passed. And so yeah. a great way for each executive to basically be on the cutting edge of technology on, on you know, solutions, anything that's coming down uh, the avenue, if you will, it's a way for them to learn that type of stuff. Yeah. So, so do they typically happen in Nashville or, or do, are they around the country? We rotate the CEO meeting um, at various places. In fact, we were kind of in your neck of the woods in Austin not too long ago. Okay. Um, and but we move them from from places, and then my supply chain and pharmacy are they're always in Nashville. At least they have been for years and years. So, but yeah, we you know we we go to uh, just places that are that are kind of convenient. My one of my um, things I like to have is big airports. You know one flight if if you can to get there and you know about 20 25 minutes from the airport is important to me so um yeah yeah uh, that's that's good now so uh, again your 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 healthcare executive list is pretty pretty extensive you know to, what percentage of these guys come at a time because you know I'm thinking about it from a supplier standpoint you know I'm coming in and and, and by the way how many suppliers do you do you happen to to come in uh uh, on each session? Yeah, it's a really good question because obviously I could fill it up even more than we do, yeah. but um, we we cap it at uh, 20 companies uh, per meeting. And, okay. um, so there's actually a waiting list to get in uh, somewhat. and uh, But we also typically have about 30, 
to 40 executives on the provider executives attend. So there's actually more hospitals represented there than they are companies, which is all, you know, which is a little different in most cases than most meetings. Yeah. Well, and I would think that would be the case because if you're doing a focus group, you're going to want probably three to four hospital executives per supplier, right? Yeah, you're going to give them a fair enough, uh, you know, in, uh, attention. In fact, you're going to have five or more in that room. Okay. Yeah. So probably the, you know, the our typical number is probably closer to six and a half to seven roughly and, yeah. um, and through the years. And so you're going to get, you know, as a company, the cool thing about being a company is you get to come to one place, have a chance to, in a really cool environment where everybody's there to learn from each other. And it's mm-hmm. non-sales, by the way. I don't. I didn't really get into that earlier, Kevin. But I mean, you cannot talk about price. Um, and you know, we're talking about macro issues that are out there. And but it is an incredible way to build a relationship, and obviously to meet somebody face to face. Which, you know, in this day and age, is very, very. <laughs> it's a difficult thing to do. Gosh, no kidding. You know, I'm looking at your supplier list, and of course, I've you know, worked with a number of, actually worked for one of the companies whenever I, I kind of carved away from, from the hospital side for, for a little while. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's just, and, and I, what's really impressive is just the broad, broad array of suppliers. I mean, I, I'm seeing, you know, everything from design, build, construction to financial firms to, you know, physician groups to consulting groups, right? I mean, it, you know, even like big companies like Xerox and Philips, you know? Yeah, and you're exactly right. It is a very diverse group of companies. And I like it that way because, Mm -hmm. uh, frankly, you know, I could probably fill it up with capital equipment companies, you know, just that's because they're willing to pay that money to get. Yeah. But on the other side, if I'm a, a, a provider or CEO, supply chain or pharmacy leader, I don't want to hear the exact kind of the same pitch over and over and over, if you will. And I'm not saying it's a pitch, but the same presentation. Yeah. So, so we like we like companies that are different. You know, I've always said we've got companies that are multi-billion dollar companies down to startups. And, you know, some are services, some are solutions, some are, you know, in a little bit of everything. And I want it that way. And that's that's important for us to have that diversity. Yeah, and that was I was going to ask that question about startups, too, because, you know, again, I'm seeing big, big companies here. But, you know, I've I got to be honest, I'm seeing some companies I've never heard of. So, you know, uh, I, I have a lot of folks on, on my podcast that, you know, I'm, I'm trying to help them get the word out. So. What is your criterion for, say, adding a, a new supplier? That's, you know, it depends on a lot of things, a lot of factors that are coming in there. But talking about startups, I'll tell you a quick story that you might find interesting. You know, again, to your point, we have big, big companies that are very, very established. Then we have some that are, you know, clearly, you know, a year or two along and mm-hmm. going to get their their sea legs. But uh, it's probably, it was right before COVID. So I guess it was 2019, a, a guy left a, a, another company and he started a, a new company. And so it happened to be right before my supply chain meeting, like literally like the week prior. And he he called me, goes, hey, do you have a spot? And I actually did have a spot for him. And I knew him and he knew what we did really, really well. And so literally the week of our meeting, 
he was sending me copies of his logo to say, what do you think about my logo? Oh my God. He was that, he was that, you know, just getting started. And so he was sending me slides and going, is this what we're, you know, will this work? And so literally I've had companies, I mean, literally starting from scratch to obviously, you know, all, I mean, they're all along, but I want companies that, Truly are. I mean, it is cool to have a startup because, again, the providers like to hear new things. Yeah. You know, and in certain things, it's, you know, if you're just the same old me too commodity, that's not real attractive necessarily. They're necessary. And I, mm -hmm. yeah, we clearly have those. And I'm all, you know, I'll talk to anybody, but it's always cool when you have a, a new technology, something different that the, yeah. the, the, the executives perhaps have not seen before. Or maybe they're doing it just differently. We have multi-billion dollar companies that'll come up with a brand new so-and-so. And that's what's kind of neat too. And all of a sudden the execs leave the room and they're going, I had no idea that, you know, I thought I knew who that company was. Yeah, but, yeah. But they have something something new. And that's where I think the value comes in for the companies. Because, you know, a lot of times they get um, pigeonholed as a, you know, I, they do this. But in reality, they're out there, you know, they're, they've got development going on. They perhaps purchase somebody or whatever. It makes it different. And they bring a different product or solution in. That's really cool. Now, and, and again, looking at some of these companies, and I know, you know, some of these companies have been around for, you know, really long time. And one company that's in my head that, that I'm particularly thinking about is a company that started many years ago, and they had a pretty set model. And that model worked for them for a number of years. And now that model probably doesn't work. So whenever they come in, you know, is that something, you know, can can they really bounce off new ideas, obviously, in this focus group with, with the hospital execs? You know, like, should, you know, should we should we pivot on how our market, uh, on, on how we're providing solutions? I mean, are we talking all the way down to that level? Completely. I mean, okay. regardless which group either, you know, the three groups, it happens every meeting, you know, we've done about 1300 panels, focus groups at this point, yeah. and I've heard it all. But I would tell you, you'd be amazed about companies who come in and go, you know what, like, to your point, we've always done it this way. Mm -hmm. However, we're considering this and they go, Mr. CEO, Mr. Supply Chain, whoever, would it help you if we were to do something a little different? And all of a sudden, they're going, Exactly, because that's my problem. You know, we we have these nurses; they cannot do this, and they or they need to do this. If you could bring that service, that solution, I would be very interested in it. Or yeah. I think your you know your your chances of success would improve dramatically. And yes, I mean, I've literally I've seen it all. Years ago, there was a company. I won't say the name, but all of a sudden, some one of the it was on a supply chain company, and um, one of the CEO or the supply chain execs said, "You know what? I got a nugget for you." And, and so they they joke, "All right, what's that nugget?" And they wrote it down, and then someone else says, "I got another nugget." And so that was kind of the theme of that panel. And I remember walking in at near the end of it, and they were like, "We've got thirteen nuggets <laughs> that we got." And then, so I asked out offline. I actually, you know, talked to the company. I said, "You know, was it really that good?" He goes, "He goes, you know, clearly we knew some of the quote nuggets." He goes, "We'd heard of them before." But he goes, 
five or six of these things where he says, great. He goes, we're going to enact these like tomorrow. And so that's the cool thing from the company. They're learning things that they cannot learn any other way. It's a safe environment. You know, it's the think tank to say, if I brought this to you this way, would it work? And they're not necessarily Mm -hmm. about you know, at the, we're not talking about the micro level. We're not talking about, you know, but we're talking about bigger issues. But it's it's an insane way to learn really, really quickly uh, what works, what doesn't work. And um, it's I've seen companies use it in all different ways. But that's, you know, that clearly um, it works for them that way. Yeah, that's really cool because, I mean, what a great place to not only be able to adjust your business model, but probably come up with new product ideas, too. Because I'm sure these the hospital guys are saying, hey, here's a problem I have. Can you can you, you know, can you satisfy it? And and I'm I'm positive there's been some great products come out of this. They have. And I can also tell you there's been products that did not come out of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I can remember one years ago and basically the guy goes, or the the panel, I walked in at this time, they went, never, ever, ever bring this product into my hospital. And every single provider raised their hand. They're like, I'm not interested in what you're talking about. He goes, this doesn't work. And um, so, yeah, that happens infrequently. But on the flip side of that, Kevin, uh, the same guys that, you know, they got the no, if you will, you know, like we don't like this product. Some of the executives in that room for that company came up to me and goes, you just saved me about seven, eight, $10 million. I'm sure. Because we're going to roll this out into the market. And now I know it won't fly the way, it, way we have it. Yeah. So it depends yeah. on how you look at it. But, you know, that can, that was invaluable to a company to learn the good and the bad. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, like you said, saving them a lot of money, definitely a lot of time. So, so, uh, you know, looking at, looking at LinkedIn, of course, we've talked about this before. So uh, tell me a little bit about, you started the the master groups back in 2021. What's that all about? Yeah, that kind of, that sprung out of um, COVID riff, you know, because I started doing so much more video. We, yeah. we took our meetings because obviously during in the middle of COVID, obviously we still met, but we did it virtually. And but what I learned was for the first time ever, I was getting every all the uh, pretty much the supplier executive, the, the, the company executives together prior to a virtual meeting. And, you know, Kevin, it was kind of like, OK, I want this is early on in uh, COVID, like in July of 2020. And he's like, hey, do y'all know how to use Zoom? Do you know how to, you know, do you know how to use or share your screen? Do you know how to, all the very basic things, which I had just learned myself, to be honest with you. But we we kind of created some, um, I mean, we had a virtual kind of uh, management company that helped me. But the point was, that was the first time I'd ever gotten everybody together before any meeting, you know, on the provider, yeah. on the supplier side. Well, we were in those in these meetings, and all of a sudden people would go, hey, Hayes, can I ask somebody an, another question in the group? And I was like, of course. And then all of a sudden you see this kind of, you know, this CEO of this company talking to you know, this senior VP of, of sales at another company or whatever. And they were sharing these ideas back and forth. And I was like, that's interesting because, you know, I've never been able to do that. And now, I'm yeah. Doing it. So every other meeting I had, I began to cultivate that. I would ask those questions. Anybody got anything for anybody else? And you could just see how it helped. It, it kind of, you know, it was interesting to me. And so in 2022, I brought a group together. 
of 12 uh, founders and CEOs of companies who sell products or solutions to hospitals. And we met once a month and uh, they pay me a little money and I let them. And what happened was incredible, frankly, because cool. they're in there talking about, I mean, some of these were PE back, venture back, some are bootstrapped, some are, some were, you know, a hundred million dollar companies, others were startups but they all were working together and helping each other, you know, and I, again, I will just kind of get the, the, the conversation started, but we talked about everything from work from home and culture that way. How do you build that? You know, how do you keep people engaged to what, what um, CRM they use to what marketing firms, how would they use LinkedIn to help their business? You name it. Every time huh. under the sun came up and, uh, and so we've, we're starting to get a whole another group this year, and it's been the most fun thing I've done in a long time, really. And I've learned a lot, you know, because, I mean, I, I have a, if you will, I have a company that I own. I started, we, you know, we've grown it. And to listen and learn, and I get to ask questions, too. And so it's sure. really, really good. So I've enjoyed it a lot. It's more fun than I thought. But that's what master groups are. Okay. Uh, it sounds like a, a great time. So, so, okay. I do want to talk about, I mean, supply chain is kind of obvious to me, you know, it's kind of on the similar level as the hospital CEOs and presidents, but what about the pharmacy execs and suppliers? Because I spent, I spent a little time in generic uh, pharmaceuticals with McKesson. Mm-hmm. I know one of my other strange offshoots from hospitals, but so, so what are you talking about with the pharmacy execs and, and the suppliers? That kind of intrigues me. Yeah, it's you know that was my it's my newest group, if you will. We're getting ready to start our eighth year, um, okay. and I can tell you without question, uh, I'm not a pharmacy expert. <laughs> I don't even play one on TV, or even yeah. I don't even play one on LinkedIn. But I'll tell you, um, I've learned a whole bunch about the pharmacy space, and early mm-hmm. on. Kevin, I actually when we were putting this together, you know, I, 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 what I did initially, I reached out to my group. Uh, of you know supply chain and CEOs and go hey do you have a really good pharmacy leader and you know that's how I kind of built that group up talked to every one of them I know every one of them told them what I was trying to do they went yeah that's I'm in and so but then I went out and I started talking to you know pharmacy related companies I already had a few that were clients of mine so that was kind yeah. of easy but I Early on, I thought that big pharma would just go, yeah, I mean, you know, this is a rounding error for them, right? But what I learned instantly or pretty quickly there, you know, once we started getting these things together and do meeting was that the pharmacy leaders, and I call leaders because, I mean, we've got, you know, chief pharmacy officers, VP of pharmacy, sure. everybody has different titles. And they were like, I like big pharma. That's interesting to me, but I'd be more inclined to learn more about analytics, consulting, automation, you know, specialty, all those things. And so we started, so you think of big pharma, you got the drug companies on one side and all that other stuff is on the other side. So I began to actively kind of talk to recruit, you know, talk to those companies that are on that other side. We certainly still have big pharma and love them, okay. but there are some a lot of automation, analytics, consulting, those type of companies. And, you know, again, it's a bigger picture uh, conversation. We're not talking about molecules. That's not what we're, you know, it's, it's about the economics of things, about implementation. It's about all those things that, um, that you know, relate to pharmacy. In, in some cases, pharmacy is the only, 
only part of the hospital that's making any money. Yeah. You know, and specialty yeah. and those type of things, outpatient. And, and obviously, pharmacy's gotten to be such a vital component of so many systems now. And so I, I was kind of fortunate to start it when we did, frankly. I, you know, I didn't really know it much better. But it's really, it's really um, it's paying dividends. And I, I had a great group of execs in that group. Yeah, I bet so. Okay, got a question. What What do you think? Uh, I've got in my head, a, I, I think, a really interesting group to put together, but you'd have to have a professional referee, you know, in between. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, how about getting the hospital executives in the same room with managed care? Oh. Wow, that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> That's a really good point. I need to go get, like, some WWE, you know, referee yeah. in there. Uh, a cage in there. It'd be a cage match, you know, sell tickets. It'd be, it'd be interesting. I got a few folks I'd like to put in there. Uh, <laughs> well, managed care, I mean, you know, as you know, they're about the only people making any money out there. Um, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that would be a good one. Uh, I'll tell a quick story, and I won't name their names. Many, many years ago, I had a company, had been a company uh, a client for probably three or four years, not a long time, but a little while. But they got purchased by a very, 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 very large a company who you might know. And, um, and I can, as soon as the CEOs learned that they were purchased by this particular payer, they were not interested in the company at all. In other words, their sales just went down. And mm-hmm. so they ended up bringing an executive from the, from the company, the large insurance company. And I was still, it was the most, it was unbearable because I'm in the room listening to this. And they're like, I don't care. This is a great company you purchased. We did business with them, but I'll never do business with you. <laughs> but, and you're like, Oh, that hurts so bad. But the reason being was the company had been taking advantages of of, advantage of the hospital for so many years. And that was the only time they could have any leverage, if you will. And so, um, but yeah, I'm with you. Managed care would be a good one. Um, But that would be, uh, yeah, I would definitely need some referees there. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to have some transfusions by the next next to you because there'd be bloodshed. Do you think you could help me on that? I might can help you out with that. That might be kind of fun. <laughs> you know, just be like, you know, come come with like a mouthpiece and, um, you know, a sweatband. Get the headgear and everything, man. Exactly. I'm ready to go. We'll be ready to roll. Let's go. Ready That'd to rumble. Well, well, Hayes, any final words from my audience? Why well, This has been a blast. Uh, you know what? I, I've been listening to some of your podcasts. You do such a good job. I love the way you're so conversational. And I, I do podcasts myself, and I, I, this has been fun for me. So I appreciate just the opportunity to share what I do. Yeah. And, and typically, I'm talking to other people about what they do. Uh, but I appreciate this kind of the platform and what you do. Well, I appreciate you. You're, man, you know, it, I'm giving you a virtual hug, Hayes. Uh, <laughs> holy cow, that was that was great. So, okay. well, it, it's been it's been great having you on my on the show, my friend, uh, folks. Hayes Waldrop, the founder and president of IHES. That would be the Institute of Healthcare Executives and Suppliers. See, I'm trying to plug it. You know, hey, if people want to if people want to look into it a little bit more, I know you're kind of you know kind of selective, but you know, what's the website? Yeah, ihesllc.com, ihesllc.com, or look me up on LinkedIn. I have a decent presence there, so you'll probably find us there too. Very good. 
All right, folks, it's been another episode of I Don't Care with me, Kevin Stevenson. Thanks for joining me, and we will see you next week. Take care.